0: As PlayStation Network comes back online in North America, can Sony find a happy ending to its online service hacking ordeal? Rumors abound as E3 approaches. What's in store for the industry's most celebrated convention? And Bethesda's first-person shooter, Brink. Beautifully rendered, poorly executed. I, Michael Ubaldi, James Day, and Ed Kirchgesner will discuss all that and more on the May 17th Game & Player Podcast.
1: Good afternoon gentlemen.
0: Afternoon.
2: Yeah, he's the
1: left <laughs> Barely. Barely, yes. Indeed. So yeah, um, I, I'm rather pleased to see that, uh, Sony via the US PlayStation portal is finally acknowledging right in their banner that there was a problem. Um, they are welcoming us all back to PlayStation Network as of this morning. Um, Saying PlayStation Network is now open for gaming, which it is. Uh, just about every service that most people, you know, will be using day to day is now live. Uh, the major exception being that the uh, PSN Marketplace um, it is down still, but um, everything else I think should be working. Uh, Hulu Plus included. I was able to just log in a little bit ago, so um, yeah, it's it's nice to see them kind of you know getting their ducks back in a row. Um, there's still a lot of questions that need to be answered. Um, we'll be curious what sort of compensation users will be seeing. Uh, I know some's in the pipe. James, you had mentioned that uh, there was already some announcement from Sony Europe about uh, about compensation packages for PSN users. Um, I know the news is forthcoming here in the States.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Europe, uh, they will be... Uh, providing a selection of free PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Network games to uh, for download once the service comes fully back online. Um, they haven't announced which games they are, uh, so we could get stuck with some, you know, really awful games, or you know, launch PlayStation 3 games that nobody wants to play anymore. But um, yeah, it's it's better than nothing. Um, but i hear here in the U.S. that they are offering identity theft protection um, up to an insane amount of dollars, like a million dollars or something. Um, which to me says they're kind of quite confident that you know they haven't lost people's all people's money, basically. Um, uh, no. Yeah, I, I heard uh,
1: Kazharai, and he he had a. A, a video announcement that he had published yesterday. I saw this on Engadget, I think, uh, and yeah, th- they were not very forthcoming with details. I, I'm assuming that Sony is basically uh, offering users the ability to sign up free of charge with one of the many identity theft protection services that are available here in the States, Granted, a lot of these services I've always viewed as kind of being rackets. Anyways, um, it's third parties that will oftentimes, you know, promise to uh, lo- look over your credit reports and guarantee you against certain amounts of you know stolen and lost funds and everything else. The issue is that most banks, most creditors already offer these same protections as part of their service agreements. So. Mm-hmm. You know, really, I don't know what you're you're getting. I think I think the only useful things would be uh, free free credit report access as part of these subscriptions. But you know, once again, savvy consumers, I, I don't think this is that big of a of a deal because you really have access to these services for free, anyways. Um, but you're right. I, I think that it also is telling that Sony probably feels there isn't much of an of an issue if they're willing to uh, pay for. A lot of these uh these protection services so
0: now here's an interesting angle in april video game sales across the board were up 20 percent uh, over last year's uh figures and uh, microsoft was only too happy to announce that sales of the xbox 360 were up 60 percent sony on the other hand could only celebrate uh, 13% year over year. Now, of course, we know that PSN's near-demise occurred toward the end of April, so it really didn't affect uh, sales figures unless there was some kind of expected uh, bounce at the end of the month. But it begs the question of whether this may stymie some growth of the PSN as consumers looking to get into the market, um, who don't necessarily intend on buying both consoles or are drawn to uh, one-console purely for the hardware, um, might look at the feature of an online uh, uh, service, online community, online uh, uh, marketplace, and choose the Xbox over the PSN because one has terrible press at the moment and one does not. So certainly Ed, possible. Uh, yeah, it's no, certainly possible. I uh, The only reason why I may kind
1: of poo-poo that is that uh, mo- most of the data we've seen in the past is that, it shows that a lot of casual gamers who probably make up the vast majority of purchasers of gaming consoles don't really fully even understand the online portals that users can access on these consoles. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the PSN outage got a lot of press, but I just am doubtful that the average consumer is savvy or even in the loop enough to to care about mm. what has happened.
2: Well, I did actually see a, a news report that had some sales figures about um, Call of Duty Black Ops resale prices. Um, and apparently the, a lot of people were... The report seemed to indicate that a lot of people were selling their PlayStation 3 copy and... Uh, but trading it in for a, a Xbox 360 copy. Um, I,
1: I saw the same report. This was a, a, a number of GameStop employees were were chiming in on on a lot of US forums. I don't know if it was a GameStop thing you were reading as well, James. Um,
2: probably was. I think it was North yeah. America, so quite yeah. likely.
1: No, which yeah. makes sense. You know, I I would have been kind of ticked off if I couldn't get my. Uh, my semi-weekly fix, you know, it's uh... a...
2: Yeah, I mean, this happened, obviously, during a few big multiplayer releases. We had uh, Brink, which we're going to talk about a bit later, Um, Portal 2, which has the two-player co-op, and Mortal Kombat, which uh, obviously is strong. That came out, you know, just the same week the PlayStation Network went down initially, so that might have uh, swayed a lot of uh, consumers to go out and buy the 360 or PC versions.
1: Yeah, no, I, undeniably, I think especially for you know the, the more serious uh, console gamer, uh, yeah, sales-wise, this has to have been pretty damaging for Sony. I mean, you're, you're looking at close to a month where if someone had to choose what platform they were purchasing a game for, there was absolutely no reason why they would purchase the game for the PlayStation 3. Um, I know a lot of people would be frustrated with their purchase of Portal 2. A lot of pre-sales of Portal 2, I'm sure, were made for the PS3 version with the promise of the free PC copy that was bundled with with Steam integration. And lo and behold, for the last number of weeks, basically until today, no one's even been able to use those features. So,
0: yeah. Well, here's another uh, uh, submission from the Department of uh, Wild Rumination. <laughs> Sony has its little problem with PSN. It's slow to uh, handle crisis management, but in the end, uh, the adults do seem to arrive, and as uh, you and uh, uh, James, Ed, have described, the situation does seem to be in in control. Uh, Angry consumers seem to be uh, uh, under uh, a delicate placation. Sony probably escapes this uh, all right. What if it happens again? Oh, boy.
1: Uh, that would be a problem. Um, de- you have the obvious, you know, Sony just losing more and more sales. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Do you but, think at some point, though, it begins to affect the reputation of uh, Sony's competency with uh, with modern consoles? De- definitely, but
1: I, I have to believe Sony won't let this happen again. Um, now, what we may see in the future is a lot more instances of uh, PSN being down for maintenance, of PSN being uh, just unavailable for, say, a day at a time because <laughs> they are worried that they may have been hacked again. Test so pattern. As a, exactly, exactly. So it's a proactive measure, okay, guys, um, go play outside. But uh, <laughs> No, I I am fairly confident that Sony would never allow to happen again what what we've seen. Um mm. they they can't. I mean, just just for uh for uh, reasons of of you know corporate perception. I mean, <laughs> I I think you're going to see a much more transparent Sony in the future and a uh
0: Vig- much more a much vigilant, more vigilant Sony. Sony
1: as well. Um <laughs> But Now, once again, both of those uh, reactions may do nothing but uh, uh, rally the folks that caused the security breach to begin with. Yeah, inspire
0: hackers to get them again. I mean, really, what if this becomes a game? What if it becomes uh, uh, a matter of getting around Sony? Oh, look what they did. Ha ha, we got you.
1: Yeah, and I I still don't really understand the the reasoning behind actions like these. I I can't, you know, who who can understand why someone would want to do this, but uh because because really, yes, this action damaged uh Sony, but you know, it also really inconvenienced gamers. A group that I'm sure in certain ways aligns itself with some of these actions. So yeah, just the whole situation is odd. I don't know.
2: Mm. Well, with the <clears throat> E3 only two to three weeks away from this recording. Um, how do you guys reckon Sony are going to broach uh, the event, especially their press conference? Are they going to come straight out uh, mm. and hold up their hands and admit they you know they, they messed up in a, a lot of ways? Um, are they going to completely ignore it? Um, not what do Sony. You guys think?
0: I I don't think they'll ignore it, nor do I think they'll try to uh, uh, rationalize it or laugh it off. I I just don't think that's in Sony's corporate uh, comportment. That's not how they carry themselves. What I could see is... some. Mysteriously uh, uh, convenient and well-timed uh, ambition of Sony's uh, to make uh, consumer protection and security a high priority of its uh, entertainment division. I can see them b- basically uh, 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 th- through through bringing up a subject while claiming that they're they're not trying to bring it up, um, avoiding any kind of uh, uh, sag. Behaving as if it's a complete non sequitur. Just uh, well, it's it's something that that's always been important to us, and in this day and age, uh, we we feel that uh, Sony is the most ironclad product out there on the market.
1: Well, clearly it is. It's it's the best free online gaming portal on consoles. It's also <laughs> the only free online gaming portal on consoles. But. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, they'll, I think they'll find a way to spin it, and yeah, just basically now I anticipate say,
0: zero comment. People ask execs about it; they they say nothing, or they're extremely terse and on script. But mm. but I, I would be surprised if Sony didn't try at least to recast its image. Mm.
2: You
0: know, trying to change the subject by reiterating. What uh, it's assumed Sony lacks. Mm. It, it'll well, be also
1: interesting to see uh, how how they're able to push first party releases, and if first party releases are uh, big enough for the next year to overshadow um, this as the headlining feature of they could Sony's, do E three uh, presence.
0: They I mean, did. They could seriously change the conversation by overwhelming it. by making people uh, or trying to place people who are interested in further analyzing this uh, as, uh, you know, petty or uh, backwards. Right. And, you know, I'm... I'm, Get over it.
1: Yeah, I hope for the best for Sony. I hope that games like Uncharted 3 and The Last Guardian, if that developer can ever get its stuff together, um, if they really do wow uh, audiences, you know, Sony mm-hmm. needs it, and uh, you know, I, I, I'd love to see those products. So,
0: do you think at E three, Sony won't necessarily have to laugh it off or change the conversation? The conversation will go straight to something that its competitors are presenting. That the competitors don't care; they've got the next big thing, and it's going to change the world.
1: Rumor and speculation would lead people to believe that that's certainly going to be Nintendo's approach to E three. Um, we have rumor of a new console being rolled out. Actually, are we past rumor now? Has Nintendo officially yeah. stated that they will be displaying project cafe there?
2: Yes. They've basically okay. stated it's going to be unveiled, uh, in a very brief, like press release. I think it was that didn't really go into details, but just essentially confirmed that yes, they will unveil their new console at E3. Okay.
1: Okay. Um,
0: will it be consuming Shigeru Miyamoto and uh, Reggie Fizami?
2: <laughs> yeah, this time stuff won't be jumping out of screens at them. They'll be jumping into into the screen. The
0: screen. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Holographic <Wow>. technology, yay! <laughs> no, um, yeah. So everything else you've heard is pretty much speculation.
1: Exciting um, speculation,
2: but- and Nintendo. Yes. Uh, uh, although I think it's pretty safe soon that Sony's NGP will be there since that's kind of been unveiled already a few months ago. Um, we're about to see more of that in action. Hopefully with some
1: yeah with some gameplay to go along with, I'm really curious how like the touch interface, for instance, is going to be used in a lot of games. They've talked about a, an uncharted portable release, you know utilizing that for say climbing and whatnot. but it'll be interesting to see if users can get their hands on the thing, see how it actually works in practice.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, well, one other thing that is confirmed to be uh, uh at nintendo's uh segment Joe is um the new super Mario game coming for three d s which um is kind of couldn't come soon enough because the three d s has been disappointing uh even Nintendo themselves in sales so far so uh yeah they're probably looking to uh boost the image of uh a portable system at
1: E3.2. This will demonstrate how out of the loop I am on, in terms of uh, the 3DS and what software is available for it. Has Zelda been released yet, or is it not in all markets, or has it been released at all?
2: Um, it is coming in June sometime, in so June, it might okay. may actually be out just before the uh, press conference kicks off. Okay. Um, possibly. But yeah, that's the first sort of Really big um, killer app that people are looking forward to, uh, and also hopefully Nintendo are going to have a load of other announcements at the show that will uh, encourage um, owners and potential owners of the 3DS.
1: Yeah, I mean during uh, all this too, I'm I'm left wondering what's what's coming out for the Wii in the next 18 months before we see the uh, <laughs> the, the the release of this new console. Um, All the Mm. talk's been on, on, you know, portable gaming and on the future. But, you know, they still have the Wii. And I can't think, what was the last A-list title that came out on the Wii? Uh, Mario Galaxy 2? Mm,
2: Donkey Kong Country came out last Christmas.
1: Yeah, exactly. That was in November. Okay, so that would have been a big one. But, um, I mean, since then, we really haven't heard of anything new. Um, oh, it there's was,
2: still the new Zelda coming for the Wii, isn't there? The Skyward Sword? Um, I forgot that that due, will be... Uh... That's the solitary one, though. Um, okay. I, yeah, you raise a good point. But they, they did recently cut the price uh, across um, North America and Europe for the Wii, so that's led to some speculation that either the new system is not as far off as we think, or that mm-hmm. they are beginning the process of mothballing Wii potentially
1: um, yeah, I mean it's a downright bargain these days I think what is it 150 online uh, Something it's, to it's, it like that. yeah it's, it's it's very affordable but
2: uh, yeah comes with at least uh, one game they actually I think they switched around the bundle that you can actually buy it always used to be Wii Sports I think now it comes with Mario Kart and in uh, Europe, it was it, when Wii Sports Resort came out. They actually bundled both the Wii Sports together, so it was actually quite a good deal um, before they dropped the price. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, there's been some speculation that uh, Microsoft will be readying a new console. Um, personally, I don't buy it because I Nor think do the, I. Yeah. yeah Sony and Microsoft are sit- sitting back. Um, quite happy with the sales of the current systems and, uh, Nintendo were going to try and, uh, leapfrog them. Um, I honestly don't know what Microsoft would have, uh, that's, you know, unique about a new system other than more horsepower. Um, what they probably will show is more games for the Kinect. Um, Another format or semi-format that's gone really quiet on game announcements since basically since it came out. Yeah, Um, but no, you're right. I mean, it
1: it makes no sense for them to release new hardware at you know a year after or something less than a year after both Sony and Microsoft have released these new motion technologies for their respective consoles. Why invest in those when you're going to completely clean the slate? You know, a year and a half later.
0: So. Do you ever wonder if Nintendo should simply focus on evergreen properties and not worry so much about hardware? You're
1: talking about Nintendo only
0: becoming a publisher, basically, right? Well, maybe... Was the 3DS a technological gap that needed to be filled?
2: It's tough to say. I mean, I don't think we've seen... We haven't seen all the potential of the console so far, that's for sure. Um, Definitely with the the new like, street pass features and the augmented reality stuff, that's something that's not been done on a... Um, so, I don't know, but they do tend to, uh, they like to in- invest in new technologies, um, which you know, uh, shapes game development in a lot of ways for their systems, like the the original DS with the touch screen um, we saw, you know, so many games that took use of the, the touchscreen technology there, um, which kind mm-hmm. of gave way to, like, the uh, the kind of the brain-training craze <clears throat> that happened in gaming. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Do you think, though, that a Super Mario coming out, or Zelda, will be so idiomatic that it embraces everything that the 3DS is? Or is it simply a matter of brand equity and people will play it simply because it bears all the familiar features and the quality of those two titles.
1: I, to me, Nintendo is the Apple of console gaming. Um, you have diehard enough fans that p- people will buy. I'm myself included any new Mario game provided. I have the hardware. Um, mm. it's just a no brainer. Um, I expect quality from these releases, and to date, they've never disappointed. Um, now, back to your idea of, of, or your your comment that the three DS may, you know, did we need a three DS? I think Nintendo really thought we needed a three DS uh, because I think they're struggling for <sighs> they're trying to remain relevant uh, in in the the handheld marketplace for certain. Um, as cell phones could become more powerful, as tablet PCs are becoming more commonplace. Um, I, I, I can see Nintendo maybe wondering how their platforms are going to fit into this new marketplace.
0: Hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Portable Gaming has been Nintendo's bread and butter for, since the original Game Boy, really. I mean, mm-hmm. they've only gotten more successful. I mean, they started out with Tetris, which made... You know the Game Boy XSS early on, moved on to Pokémon, which continues to sell insane amount of copies. Um, I think the the they announced the latest one, Pokémon Black and White, was actually the best selling uh, Pokémon game ever. Um, so it's it's in their best interest to keep making portables specifically, even you know when the Wii, for example, is tapering off, um, which it has been in sales and games.
0: <clears throat> so how do you explain the 3DS? Um, Again,
2: like Ed said, it's you know trying to provide something different uh, for portables that phones can't do, or at least haven't yet. Um, I've had heard rumblings that uh, phones, uh, developers are starting to look into the three-dimensional displays, um, and have already uh, tried augmented reality. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's just something they will keep trying to do. They You know, not every system is for them is a huge innovator, but more often than not, it is. So, I don't know. I. But what's yeah? What's more interesting is yeah. What direction will uh, Sony and Microsoft take it? Um, They normally uh, seem to follow in Nintendo's footsteps. uh, I only look at Connect and Move. clearly a response to the Wii's uh, motion controls. Um, so I think this year, Sony and uh, Microsoft on the home console front will sit back and see what Nintendo have got to offer and uh, adjust their plans accordingly.
1: Yeah, and I'm of the the school of thought that whatever Nintendo does present with uh, Project Cafe, it's not going to be hardware-wise something earth-shattering enough that so Sony and Microsoft are going to suddenly rush back to the drawing board and try to push out their new hardware releases immediately. Um, I think that it is more of a, a moderate update, which will bring Nintendo's properties more in line graphically with what Microsoft and Sony have been presenting users for the last three or four years. Um, you know, if, if they're indeed going to be adding HD resolutions, which, you know, Yes, we they don't have know to. for certain yet. They have to. There's, yeah, yeah, there's absolutely no reason why it was asinine for the Wii to not have HD resolution. Um, yeah, they have to. Um, it, th- that alone, I, I, I just sort of, I can't help but think that this is going to be basically a Wii HD um, with some interesting new control options. But maybe the uh, Nintendo's going to prove me wrong. They've certainly proven it's all wrong in the past, you know, and blown us away. Um, so wishing the best, but it's it, it. There's no reason for Nintendo to really hit this one out of the park or have another game-changing release. They may, but n- nothing's pushing them to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. What about Microsoft?
2: Mm. Well, th- I think this year has been quite slow for first party titles for uh, Microsoft. I mean, Gears of War 3 is the only console exclusive big one that I can actually think of. Um, So hopefully they will just announce um, a whole bunch of new games that will uh, gather uh, gamers' interests. Um, I mean, we've seen I think last year or the year before, Microsoft had a really strong showing the year they released or announce Connect. Um, they had a, a huge lineup where they announced. Uh, they had rock band, Beatles rock band, start the, the press conference off, and then just went through this big list of exclusives that they had. Which really, even though there's no new hardware uh, details, it uh, really left a big impression. And I, I think a yeah,
1: library one out that time, that was it was amazing. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. I think we were. I think that we were discussing that and. Uh, We'd, we actually thought the impression I got from you guys was that you were the most impressed with, uh, Microsoft's press conference that year as well. So mm-hmm. I think that's basically what Sony will do as well. I can't imagine there's going to be a surprise PlayStation four announcement, uh, even though maybe if they believe the PlayStation three brand has maybe been a bit tarnished, they might think of, uh, uh, speeding up the development on a possible fourth system. Um,
0: that would really throw a spanner into the works, I think. I mean, mm. the assumption pretty much is is that uh, the seventh generation will go on for some time, and uh, Nintendo may deviate, but Nintendo always does.
1: Right, and you know, we we've said it amongst ourselves a million times. Is anyone really unhappy with uh, the horsepower of the consoles they have connected to their televisions right now?
0: Hardly. If the hacking had never happened, we wouldn't be talking about it.
1: Exactly. You know, it's I'm I'm perfectly content with the quality of graphics I'm getting on my consoles. Um, yeah, I, I really am wanting for nothing except for, you know, unique and interesting new games. So you know, keep the software coming.
0: One little <laughs> thing that might make me happy, I don't know if it's possible with uh, existing games, but uh, taking advantage of increased bandwidth between uh, server and client and improving the voice chat on Xbox Live...
1: They've, you know, they, they've already done some improvement, as we very well know when we're in party chat. Oh, yeah. um, I think one thing that's that, that may make it seem as if it has not been improved is a lot of the games that people are still playing online um, were published before uh, developers were able to integrate the, that new chat functionality into their lobby systems.
0: Correct. Do you think it's um, modular though? You think it's possible that. Uh... A small amount of, uh, of recoding would be able to, uh, to use it. Maybe not. Maybe it is well, all Mike, well, uh... you
1: see Infinity Ward's technically out of business so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, Activision a... is so big.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no I, uh, I, I think we'll, we'll start seeing inroads that, in that direction. I mean in general online performance could be increased with with every online game we play. I mean, we still run into the occasional bit of lag, the the choppy lobby. Um, Yeah, I I think that all these online services could be optimized more for people with faster connections because more and more Americans, and I presume, James, the same is true across Europe, bandwidth has increased. Uh, I, I think that we don't need to be assuming that the best that... The user can can give is 256 kilobits of upload. you know I think most users have access to more of that now, even DSL users. Um, it may mandate that people understand their uh, the networking f- features you know of their routers and everything else a little bit more to set things up properly but no i, I, I w- I'm with you Mike I, w- I would like to see uh, things being moved forward a little bit. And just in terms of, you know, networking back end.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a small quality of life request. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, you know, it's, it's also, I think, the, the developers, even even without that, those infrastructure changes could make our lives a lot easier by, you know, always including modern lobby systems. You know, there's no reason why you should pop a disc in and it feels like you're playing a Team Fortress match from
0: 1999. hmm <laughs> Well, speaking of Team Fortress, uh, there's a game that uh, was characterized as being inspired by Team Fortress. Hasn't done too well, according to reviews and some early metrics. Ed, why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Speaking of broken lobby systems... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, no. I am kind
1: of let down by Brink at the moment. It's a game I've had my eye on for a long time. Uh, The art style alone, I just... It really, you know, caught my fancy. But um, the biggest problem with the game that I've encountered so far, and I I have not even played it online yet, so everyone feel free to yell at me now or send me hate mail. I have not played it online, so I don't know how much fun it is to play online. But just in terms of its basic control scheme, please keep your platforming out of my first-person shooters only one game has ever done this right that was mirror's edge and it did it right because it had one of the most forgiving control schemes ever designed and it also had every piece of the environment was color coded so you knew what you could jump on what you couldn't what you were supposed to avoid without feedback like that in brink and without some forgiveness on the part of user input navigating these environments is a mess You know, when I'm playing a first-person shooter, I don't want to be struggling for 30 seconds with clambering over a waist-high fence because I don't know the right part of the fence to jump over.
0: (laughs) You know, it's funny the uh, the artificial restraints of video games. uh, One thing I think that uh, games like Half-Life Two break and uh, uh, result in a lot of surprise from gamers because they're used to environments being uh, mostly non-interactive. And so, when developers get clever and uh, start implementing partial interactivity, it very much stymies uh, use, I think, because players don't know what to do with it. And in this case, like you're saying, only parts of the environment uh, can be used for the mechanics that the developers uh, intended. So, it's hit or miss.
1: Yeah, and there, there were definitely things that could have been done to give the user more environmental cues uh, with regards to what they were able to interact with in the environment, what objects were easy to climb, clamber over? Um, you know, kind of coaxed me a little bit, showing me what paths I should follow through the environment. Because right now, in these single-player challenges I've been playing, it's just it's a mess. Um, it's a shame too, because the art style, I guess you know everyone's been seeing for for months, if not over a year, the art style is fantastic. Weapon feedback is great. The weapons are a pleasure to shoot. Um, perhaps not as as uh, you know, as uh, fun as say modern warfare or a game you know of that nature. But still, very very good weapon feedback. Um, a great assortment of weapons in the arsenal. But yeah, it's just sort of a letdown. And I I, I had my doubts about it in the last month or so, when you began to see how similar this game really was to all the other team-based shooters that have come out in recent years. You know, it it really is just a repainted Team Fortress minus that franchise's polish and with the addition of horrendous parkour elements. <laughs> so, yeah. James, have you uh, tried, tried Brink yet? Or have do you know of anybody... Uh... And has anybody on your friend's list been talking about it or
2: um I've been hearing a lot through gaming podcasts because I've listened to a countless number of them and a lot of uh, people keep coming back to the uh problem with bots um, How are you finding the the AI in single player
1: moronic <laughs> um absolutely moronic they they just run straight at you i I, I don't really sense much AI at all um but you know, once again, I, I'm not sure if bots will make an appearance in multiplayer matches or not. I mean, can you can you fill slots in a lobby with bots? Um, once again, guys haven't haven't played online yet. Sorry, world. <laughs> um, but that that could be a big problem. Um, I'm I'm kind of. Likening it to if, if, if you were able to play time splitters online, which back in the day you weren't. Mike, you've played time splitters. Everyone knows the bots were drones. They came directly. <laughs> oh, but they were you. so much fun. Oh, so much fun to kill over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> the monkey's on fire. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I, my gosh. Just to, just to clue our, our listeners in here um, in time splitters, you could. Uh, uh, activate, I think, up to 30 bots or something. It was ridiculous. Oh. You could have about five teams of five or six uh, players and or bots. I mean, you'd be limited, uh, I think, what, four four players? Um, right, it but, was split uh, screen only at the time, but... Okay, yeah. Um, but you could just make these legions of bots, and uh, obviously time splitters, you have this enormous breadth of NPCs to choose from, From uh, uh, Spetsnaz agents to animated gargoyles. And...
1: uh, Don't forget the monkeys.
0: And and the monkeys. (laughs) Um, There was this one level in particular called Chinese. It was uh, set in a Chinese restaurant. And in the kitchen... Uh, there were about seven doors that led to every other part of the complex. So inevitably, every single team would converge on the kitchen and mayhem would break loose. Additionally, you could introduce weapons uh, that uh, would uh, inflict fire damage and uh, incinerate people. But of course, before they burned to death, um, they would uh, run around flailing while uh, uh, engulfed in uh, an inferno. And I will never forget um this gargoyle running around i think killing a bot uh, teammate running into the kitchen and then about two seconds later running out on fire <laughs> <laughs> dead of course he's dead he's freaking on fire <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway it was just a, a an enormously successful uh combination of concepts yeah
1: and in general you know I don't. I've, I don't think I've ever played a game in which I've marveled at the intelligence of bot characters or bot teammates. Um, they can definitely, f- you know, fill a role, um, especially like in in defense game types, capture the flag game points, game types. If if these bots are smart enough to simply hold a location, great. But um, yeah, no. I, I'm I'm sure there are problems aplenty with. Uh, the implementation of bots and Brink, because the little bit I've seen so far, they're just mindless hunter killers. You know, oh, you're over there. Okay, I'm gonna keep following the same exact path to you every time, and you know, just shooting at or, in most cases, around you.
0: Yeah. While we're on the general subject, I'll, I'll say that for whatever reason, ha- uh, Halo Combat evolved AI. Well, it wasn't necessarily ingenious or clever. It was just effective. Um, that would be one example of mechanics working well. The other would be uh, Half-Life 2's uh, Combine Overwatch, the Combine soldiers. They were appropriately uh, defensive, seeking cover, and aggressive. When they were a lot and they were coming towards you, they would not hesitate to uh, close, especially when they were armed with uh, uh, short-range weapons like uh, shotguns. All right, and I mean, there's,
1: there's no reason at all that artificial intelligence has to be particularly intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, both games you've mentioned... Uh,
0: but again, the, the the bottom line was that the AI was effective. It was fun it was to play against, and it was it was
1: effective, and it gave the illusion of intelligence, yes. which is far probably far more powerful, you know, in terms of user experience than truly potent artificial intelligence is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, all those elements seem to be lacking. Lacking, and brink. <laughs> um, I I and I don't mean to speak too poorly on this property. I'm gonna I'm gonna. Play the online if I can wrangle some people to play with. Um, There just seems to be too much working against the game, though. You know, these broken parkour elements, bad bot interaction, like uh, James referenced, and uh, apparently the uh, the lobby system is practically non-existent. In order to play a game with friends, you have to enter a game and then invite your friends. So there's you know no persistent lobby system at all. um, Which I'm sorry, this is 2011. People get it together. I. When did Halo 2 come out? 2004.
0: 2005, <laughs> 2004? <four>? 2004. That's <laughs> how, how uh, well-established the concept is.
1: You're right. I mean, so seven years ago, Bungie got it right. There's no reason why people should still be getting it wrong. Give me a lobby system, let me create games which will include my friends, and let's just go at it. There's, there's no reason why that shouldn't be done in every game. Yeah. Um, Somehow I I was able to forgive it in uh, Team Fortress uh, when it was with the orange box, but, you know.
0: (sighs) I don't think we really played a lot of Team Fortress online.
1: No, mostly because of the broken lobby system, right?
0: (laughs) We had had fun, but it was not the kind of thing where uh, with, say, Modern Warfare 2 um, or even Halo Reach, modern games with uh, superb virtual couch lobby systems, you just sit down and you're playing for hours.
1: Yeah. Now, is, is this a, a relic of, of PC gaming kind of leeching its way into the console place that, you know, on PCs, so many people have dedicated servers, so I have other means to, to decide with whom I'm playing my game.
0: Yeah, so, possibly. So a lobby but then, system
1: doesn't matter as much, but still, you know.
0: Hell, a game like World of Warcraft is uh, increasingly implementing uh, lobby system type mechanics. From the uh, looking for dungeon finder to uh, yeah. the the oft-promised uh, uh, looking for raid system. Um, it, it works. It, it, yeah. it uh, connects large amounts of simultaneous users together towards a common purpose. And it's kind of silly to have to conscript people into your little lobby every single time.
1: And James and I are both taking a drink right now because uh, of the World of Warcraft reference. I had to but, do uh, it.
0: I had to do <laughs> it. I didn't like the idea of you <laughs> yeah. guys going through a podcast dry.
1: Okay. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, No, the the long and the short of it is, it's it's inexcusable. Um, If you're making a console game these days, developers of the world, please give us a lobby system. Um, If if nothing else, it makes no sense why Microsoft or Sony, if you have a first party game that features an outstanding lobby system, why you aren't offering that lobby system as a tool set to every third party developer you have an agreement with? It boggles my mind. Because good matchmaking sells an online system. Um, Xbox Live is great, partially because, and I'd, in large part because so many of the developers that are publishing games on it have embraced uh, Microsoft's lobby mechanics that have you know been in first party products. Um, Sony's getting there. Um, Yeah, it just does not make sense to me why you would release a product without these features. Um, There's talk of patches to correct some of these issues down the line, but, you know, what good are patches when the game's here now, and by the time the game is patched two months from now, no one's playing it anymore. It's not relevant. So, Mm -hmm. Brink, I wish you the best. I'm going to give you a chance. But um, right now, the cards are stacked against you.